It is Awesomeness Friday, Bucks County. We are bringing a wonderful day to you as we have lots of snow and more snow coming, I believe, today. Yes, there's some really cool white powder on the ground and I am going to tackle it with snowshoes later today. So I can't get my six to nine mile walks I was planning to because there was this wonderful white icy stuff on the road. So I have to actually stay at home and do my workouts in the gym, which is fine. I'm in my woman cave. I do my workouts. Um, I do it every day and sometimes about four times a day I'm working out. I have really dived right into it. I got right back into it where I left off a long time ago and I'm not coming back up for air anytime soon. So I've got all kinds of wonderful friends out there on that my fun or I'm sorry, Matt My Fun. Yeah, you know what? We should have a Matt My Fun. That's an awesome thing to think about. So it is like having this Matt My Fitness and Matt My Run. Such a cool group out there of people all over the world that I love talking to them all. So it's a big shout out to you guys listening to Ed and Jackie and KCI. And I miss so many people. I can't name them all. Um, Terry out of the UK and just an amazing group of tight-knit friends and I'm starting to have more of them on the show so I'm really focusing on you know the pandemic situation we have because of the businesses and the loss but we also want to motivate people that there is positive stories out there and to help each other and what a great community it all has become it's really kind of wrapping up into this one great group of family and friends all committed to helping each other. So today, I am going to bring a very cool lady on. She is somebody I met via, again, social media. I met her through our Instagram connection. But she kind of struck me and kind of stood out because she is a an ultra marathoner. So her name is Jen Lebeski. And not only is she this ultra marathon runner, but she's a motivator. She's an author. She's a runner. And she's something called a self-awesomization activist. So she's got a great, great website and great personality. She just ran a, a very long, I believe it was a 31 mile marathon run she can tell us all about it but she's got some great I mean just great things here that she's helping other people with and it's all about helping others and you know making sure that you know if you get down low in the dumps if you hit rock bottom there's people out there to pull you right back out of it so she has this a very cool thing called from broken to badass and she uh, that's amazing I love I love reading this so she's gonna help you along your journey with this from broken to badass and not only that she's got a great blog she's got empowerment coaching and she's got a lot of cool gear so we're gonna bring Jen on and we're gonna talk all about you know who she is where it all started and how she got from that beginning to the point where she is now. And to, you know, these great marathons she's running. 
And the one that she just ran was right down near her hometown area. And she is from the eastern side here of the U.S., right down in Maryland. Wonderful area. But they also get bad weather just as much as PA. So she was running in the mud. You should have seen that Instagram post. She was a brave, brave woman amongst all the other people out there that were running. So I am going to just not talk anymore because she has a lot to say. She is an empowerment coach, author, runner, you name it. She's out there doing it. Uh, One of the posts that she just put up, I'm going to read to you really quick, is the moment we take the leap, not without self-doubt, but in spite of it, everything changes. And believe me, our world has changed Your world has changed. She has helped change other people's worlds. So I am going to just pause for a moment as we bring in our sponsor, Dr. Patrick Sanahan, right here in Doylestown. Make sure to check out his sites and check out his books. We will be back in just a moment. Are you a procrastinator? Do people complain that it takes you too long to finish anything? Is school or work a struggle? Because you can't seem to stay focused long enough to get things accomplished? There's a book that can help. From author Dr. Pat Sanigan, The Procrastination Quiz, available on Amazon. Procrastination becomes a lifestyle for millions and permeates their personal and professional lives. Procrastinators delay or put things off until later, usually things they find unpleasant, overwhelming, or anxiety-producing. They run away from these feelings and do something that makes them feel better for the moment. It can cost you money, precious time, relationships, and even your health. The Procrastination Quiz will help you identify how and why you procrastinate, along with over 16 effective strategies to help you manage this tough habit. The Procrastination Quiz from author Dr. Pat Sanigan. Get your copy on Amazon. Do you know someone who procrastinates? This book may be the help they desperately need to get back on track. Order your copy right now. Hello. Hey, Jen. It's Martha from Bucks County Bites. How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited that you're here today. You have no idea. <laughs> so excited, too. So I, um, I always do an intro, just so you know how I run this. I do an intro, and then I call in. But as soon as that phone is ringing, the record button is on because I love to capture everything. Because I can always edit it and change things out, but I love capturing that instant moment that we actually talk even that we've never met yeah but I found you because I look for inspirational people and I love fitness I've always been involved with it but I found you I don't know what it was there was probably something to do with the races so that's what drew me to you and I'm like I gotta gotta have her (laughs) so that's why I reached out to you but anyway welcome to Bucks County Bites Jen I thank you just Please, so happy you're here. And so is my Matt My Fitness and Matt My Run audience because they are excited because they love listening to podcasts that I have. Oh, great. <laughs> so anyway, we are going to have you do an intro to who you are and where it all started, what is driving you, and talk about what you have available for so many people out there. Okay. How's that sound? Sounds great. Okay. Sounds great. Um, so, oh, who I am. I'm a mom. (laughs) 
Well, how about we'll start with your name first. Defining thing, right? We'll start with your full name. How's that? We'll go with that first. Okay. All right. So, um, Jen Lebesti, and um, I'm on Instagram at Jen Lerun, and um, gosh, I mean, I just, I've been running. I'll tell you, I started running when I was, when I turned 40. Um, Oh, Oh, so Which, you weren't one of those runners from no. way back when you were like teenager or 20s? No. Oh, this is no. an even better story. You started a little later. Okay. I did. I did. Oh. Well, I was I was a gymnast when I was young um, through, oh, through the first few years of high school. Um, I guess freshman year. I think I stopped then. But, um, and then I kind of got out of sports. And then in my 20s, I started doing some rock climbing. Um but I didn't get into running until we moved east and we left Colorado and I couldn't rock climb anymore. Um, and, but prior to that, I started having some um, back pain, some really bad back pain after my second son was born. Um, I think I was in my late 30s, mid to late 30s, because I think it was 33 or 34 when he was born. And um, debilitating. And it turned out that I have a um, part of my, my sacrum on my lower spine that area in there didn't didn't develop correctly which is not terribly uncommon but most people never know it happened unless something aggravates it um and so they found it in x-ray when they couldn't figure out why i was on the floor basically unable to move writhing in pain (laughs) so yeah so i was doing um chiropractic adjustments three and four times a week for a couple years um essentially lived at the chiropractor um, and it just really wasn't getting better and um I turned 40 and I was like, you know what? I'm too young for this. Yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> you know, you I know are. that sounds bad, but, um, and he even told me the arthritis in my spine, he said the arthritis in your spine is that of a 90 year old. Oh my um, gosh, Jen, that is just devastating news that you're, you're young. You're not supposed to have that. I know. I know. And I thought, you know what? I'm done with this. So I, uh, a friend of mine, um, a childhood friend of mine was a runner and um, sort of encouraged me to give it a try. And I asked the chiropractor and he said, no, you know, you're just, your back's too fragile. That's not a good idea. So I stopped seeing that chiropractor. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I started um, talking with a local physical therapist here in town. And he, um, he worked with me through strength training and, um, you know, he said, your body will, will adapt. If you do it gradually, mm-hmm. your body will adapt to the pressures of whatever you do to it, whether it's running, you know, any sort of exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did. And gosh, I ran my first marathon 18 months later. So oh my gosh. <laughs> so all that happened. Oh my gosh. You went through all that, you know, change chiropractors. And then they introduced you to strength training and, and many other exercises. And you started running 18 months after that, you entered your first yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Congratulations. You have an amazing thanks. story. Oh, I love this. I love this. Oh, well, thanks. Oh my gosh. So when, how old were you at that point when you entered that first marathon? I think I was, four, I would have been 41. Okay. So 41. And how you're down in the Maryland area. You're on the East yes. coast, right? So you, how far did you run your first marathon? Well, do you remember what it was? I guess you probably do. What the one? Yeah, the, the first one that you ever entered. What was it? Well, the first race I ran was a 5K, and that was okay. actually only six months after I started running, because um, oh that was that was actually a local turkey trot. Okay. Um, okay. On Thanksgiving, um, but the first full marathon I ran, which is the 26.2 miles, is was in Rehoboth Beach, actually, um, and that was the one that was a year and a half later. 
Wow, that's so, incredible. So that yeah. really, so that proves a point there. I mean, you you get yourself checked, and you got a couple opinions, and there you are. You know, you were in pain, you couldn't even do anything, and now you're running a marathon. That had to be yeah. so empowering to you. Yes, absolutely, absolutely, and that sort of fueled everything I've done since. Because you know the, you know, even with the grit chicks and everything else that I have been doing, it's just. It's an effort to share that. And there are so many women with similar stories. Mm -hmm. um, just to sort of, I don't know, the empowerment that comes from overcoming something like that. And we all have things, you know, right. to overcome, Me whether too. they're physical, psychological, emotional, mm -hmm. whatever. But overcoming them and, and getting to that point is just, it kind of opens everything else up. You is, know, it makes you realize is you can do anything. Is that how it all started? So you, I mean, you've come up with, a, I mean, your your website, all your social media is wonderful. You, you came up with different things. You've got grit chicks. You've written a book. You've got a great blog. You've got this empowerment, this coaching. So really, that's really where it started at that point when you overcame that situation. Is that where yeah. it started? Okay. That's where the running side of it started. That's where the running side of it started. The book I wrote before that, um, I published it shortly after I started running. So I guess a couple years maybe after I started running. Okay. Um, but it's along the same themes, just without the running. Um, you know, I had been married before. I'd gone through a lot of things. And um, so it sort of inspired. And along those same lines of overcoming, you know, challenges in life. And that was sort of what inspired the book. Um, because it's fiction. It's a novel. But um yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'll be sort of... I'll be getting your book just so you know because oh good I hope yeah, you like it I, no I, because I looked at it it's like wait a minute I'm reading it this sounds pretty interesting <laughs> like it's almost like it's it's something it's it's a fiction it's called and then she flew by Jen Lebesky and you talked about this it's like is that not her that she's talking about she wrote this book it sounds like almost like a not a horror thing but it's it's like a psychological thriller almost yeah there's a there's a lot of different levels to it i mean the the fundamental um the fundamental through line of the whole thing is is basically the main character's sort of overcoming a lot of okay. um some, some major trauma in her life and so then that's you you were overcoming the major trauma symbolically yeah mm -hmm. symbolically although it's not a biography you know it's not an autobiography it's not, but okay. um it's it's sort of representative of, I mean, in this case, her parents were killed when she was young. And so she's overcoming, yeah, she, you re-enter her life when she's 35 and she's basically trying to, well, she, she's not even trying to, she's fine with being closed off. And some things in her life happen that force her to, um, Wow, to, I can't uh, wait. I can't yeah. wait to read it. No, oh it's like, it's like I said, you have a, a lot of amazing aspects in your life and, I just needed to like get you on here and talk about this because I knew there was something behind it all and knowing the power and the empowerment and inspiration that you're helping so many people with it is you know let alone the marathons that you've done we have we won't even get to that point yet we're not going to talk about the recent marathon yet but <laughs> you have so much to offer people out there um so tell us I mean you're telling us a little bit how you've come out of it you get into the marathon running and now it just kind of branched off from there where you started developing these um, these the grit chicks and, and everything else that you're doing. Tell us more about you know where it went from that point of that marathon. How how it's really developed into this empowerment for others. You're helping other people. 
Yeah. Um, well, it. Hmm, I, I think it just came back down to wanting to, um, you know, because when I, at the same time I started running, I was, I had always been very fearful. I'd always been very cautious, um, afraid of everything. You know, I, in my first marriage, my husband traveled for work night, uh, Monday through Friday to Chicago. So I would stay at my sister's house and here I was 23, 24 years old, terrified to stay at my own house. Oh my um, gosh. even, even in high school, I slept on my mom's floor. I mean, I was the kid who was scared of everything, scared of my own shadow. And, um, I mean, even when I started running, I remember, you know, that's a very solitary thing. And I didn't have, I didn't know anyone around here that around my area that ran, but I remember going to a yoga class and uh, the friend, a friend of mine teaches the yoga class, but I sat in the parking lot in tears because I was terrified to go inside around other women who knew what they were doing. And I didn't have a clue. And this was, you know, I was 40 at this point. I had started running just barely. Um, And, you know, looking back now, I mean, I very little scares me anymore. But looking back now, I realize, you know, there are so many people that feel that way. You know, I want to try that. I want to go into that yoga studio. I want to sign up for a race. You know, I remember, you know, going to these races and making my husband bring me because I was too scared to show up by myself. I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just kind of made me realize that, I don't know, letting people know, letting women primarily know that that's a normal feeling and that, you know, that doesn't have to stop you from walking into that yoga studio. You know, and providing a community, you know, Grit Chicks is an online community. We also do retreats. Yes. Um, our next retreat is in Colorado. I that one's sold out. I, I but, can't wait um, to talk more about that, too, because I wanted to sign up so bad. And yes. I realized I missed the opening <laughs> for the Colorado well, You know what? We're going to Chingatig, too. I haven't announced that anywhere, but it, the registration for Chingatig is open, and that's not too far for you. I, so here I we saw, go. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, maybe I can do that, but I love Colorado. I absolutely adore it, and it's my well, my cousins live out there, and I've driven through it so many times, and I've stayed there a couple times. I just love it. I want to. I wish I could live there, but I don't. I live in snowy Pennsylvania right now. (laughs) But I will definitely be. I'm gonna as soon as we get done with our podcast today, I definitely have to get registered for that because I can't miss it because it looks like a fantastic, fantastic program. And I would really just tell the audience more about Grit Chicks because all this empowerment and all these helping women and what you're doing is just making a difference in everyone's lives. So tell us about Grit Chicks. All right. Um, Well, um, it started out as an online community, Um, you know, basically, you know, it was running, it is running based, although, you know, there are people who aren't runners, maybe they're uh, they don't like to run. Maybe they like to hike or they're into okay. yoga or whatever. So, but you know, the only only requirement to be a part of the community is that you're female. No offense to men, but <laughs> okay. we talk about things that men don't want to know about. You know, it's a safe place for you to come and say, you know what, I'm feeling off one week of the month. What's going on? You know, like you can ask those questions. Right. It's a um, woman-driven, woman-based, and that you can yes. talk about women things and not have the guys around, right? Right. Because they right. don't get exactly. it. No, they don't. No, they don't. And we don't get what they talk about. And that's fine. <laughs> they have their own conversations. Um, so it started out that way. And then, you know, I, I, the idea of coming together physically, um, that's, you know, that's where the retreats were born. And, you know, I try to, I try to keep them pretty basic because there are running retreats out there there that are two, $3,000, you know, fancy spa treatments, you know, uh, women, most women are not going to spend that kind of money on themselves. We just don't, you know? And so that's where I started thinking about, let's keep it simple. Let's do the the basics, what we need, 
Um, but the main thing that most women want is to get away. Yeah. To get away. get away from and be their, around other right. women. Especially now um, with a pandemic situation. I yes. think people do want to get away so bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. And so that's where that was born. And the first one we did was in Chincoteague. We've been there a few times now. Um, this will be our first time actually in Colorado. Um, this particular one, the one that is coming up in May. Although, you know, Bridget, my yoga instructor, she and I, that's where we met. So we both live there. So it's our, it's our backyard. But um, we haven't actually hosted a retreat there before. So that'll be fun. Um, but Chincoteague is my favorite because we have the beach yoga on the beach. You know, the property is yeah. right on the bay. So we can paddleboard. You know, you just walk out and paddleboard. Um, yeah. So wow, it, I don't know. Sounds fantastic. Oh my gosh. You're going to, you're going to get so many people interested. You won't have enough room for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already got two. I haven't even announced it yet. And two spots are already taken and there's only eight spots. So that's a smaller retreat. So. That's a smaller one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, that one's more intimate. The property's smaller. So we just keep it smaller. And that's the one here on the East coast, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind when I get off this. Cause I'll, that'll be the first thing I have to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! So grit, yeah, grit chicks is um, is very cool. Um, just to think about getting away, and you know, I guess with this whole COVID thing, I guess how, I mean, I guess you have to make everything that you can't stay with somebody else in the rooms, though, right? So you actually have to have a separate room because well, what we're other hoping, people. yeah, what we're hoping this year we did go to we we canceled um, Colorado this in 2020 because it was supposed to be in uh, April. So obviously that when a couple of the people who are registered are actually, they deferred, um, one, a couple deferred to Shigatig in September, this past September. Um, so for Shigatig, this past September, we had private rooms where our hope is, and in Colorado, it's big enough that people can space out. Okay. Um, we're hoping with Shigatig that because the property is smaller, mm -hmm. that if you share a room two people, it has to be someone you came with. Oh, okay. Um, I see. But then the, there is a bunk room that has two sets of bunk beds, and that is for people who haven't come with someone else. Our hope is by September it won't be an issue. Yeah. Hopefully um, it's if it better, is, we're sure. going to have to figure, we're gonna we'll have have to figure to it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. It makes it tough. It's, it really does. I mean, you had these great retreats, and then COVID hit, and then things had to kind of be altered because of that whole those issues. Yeah. It's terrible. I know. Yeah. I know, but yeah, so that, you know, we're going to get you more, you know, we'll get you seen more, get you heard more. Everybody's going to, you know, have those clip, clickable links in the podcast, which is great. Um, get you out there all over the place, you know, make your followers hopefully grow um, because you do have a great following. But, you know, the more you, the bigger you get, the more they're going to want these grit chick um then you're gonna have to think about making some more <laughs> have it grow a little bit more yeah <laughs> the retreats uh women need that they really do and yeah. especially after this whole situation the crisis people are gonna really want to get away a lot more as soon as they can yeah for sure and traveling is something people want and they just can't do it right now um, but this um, hopefully will change in the fall and we can all go to Jen's retreats. That's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we want to do is I also want to talk to you about um, all these the big marathons that you've been running. Um, the, we could talk about the recent one that you had just did. We were talking when you were getting your training done. So you've been training for that for a while. So talk about the, the recent one and you can tell, you know, which one you ran. 
and, and tell us how you trained for it. I'd really love to hear all about that. All right. Well, um, that one was the Algonquin 50K. Um, well, he calls it a 50K-ish because it's slightly over. My watch registered 32.5 miles. Um, but it's a trail race. And this was my fourth year running this particular uh, race. It's my fifth year registered. I was training for it the first year they held it, and I broke my ankle. <gasps> on, oh, no. Uh, I know. How did you on on that ankle? trail. Did you oh, on you the broke it on the trail? Yep. Yeah, it was a group training run for the race, so I wasn't able to run it the first year because it broke my ankle in that November oh. before the race in February. Um, but I came back and ran it the next four years, so it's it is my favorite race. It's amazing. It sells out in two hours oh or less. Oh my gosh, that's yeah that's when it popular. opens. Yeah, how it's many, crazy. How many people? How many participants are in that one? Two fifty. This year they had a lot of people defer, so I think only two hundred five started because he offered free deferrals because of COVID. Yeah, um, if people, yeah. you know, he took all the precautions. I mean, just crazy precautions. He was so, he separated everybody at the start. We had to wear masks really? the first mile. At the aid stations, masks were required. Um, you know, they used tongs to hand us our aid so we were, oh were distanced gosh. from the volunteers. I mean, it was, he did a phenomenal job. Um, and it's a trail race. So truthfully, when you're running for eight hours, you're not really close to many people. No, because no, you're not. No. You kind of split up. You really can't run. And you can't really run with a mask on. I'm, I mean, I've seen people yeah. do it, but I, I, no, sorry. I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just got to breathe. You know, I'm going to be breathing through a mask. It is hard. Um, but for the first smile, I can see, yes, because everybody's kind of, even though they're spacing them out, you're still kind of, I guess, close enough. Um, yeah, so that was good. They did a great job on that part. Um, yeah. So yeah, go ahead. Keep talking about this race. All right. Well, um, so I was training. I did a speed cycle last summer where I focused on not on distance, but on speed, which I don't normally do. But um, with COVID, there weren't any races. So I thought that would be fun. Um, and then coming off of that, I had planned on starting training for this race. Um, and I injured my knee. So I was out for a few months and oh, I could run a little towards the end of the summer. And so I was out, uh, you know, just doing, I was only able to do minimal running for a couple months while it, um, while it healed. And so my training was truncated. <laughs> I couldn't get the volume. Normally you want to see some pretty good long runs before a race of that mm-hmm. distance, you know, a couple, you know, at least 18 to 20, 22 milers. Um, and I had to build really carefully. I, I called it Operation Comeback Smart. Um, if you hash, if you if you search the hashtag on Instagram, you can find most of my training runs. Um, the way that I I really had to balance. I couldn't do any speed work because you don't want to increase your speed and your distance at the same time, or that's you know injury city right there. Right. Um, so the training this year was really. I mean, my highest mileage run was 16 miles. Um, wow. Because I didn't have enough time, and you just really don't want to build too fast, especially coming off of an injury. Right. Um, you gotta be careful. Yeah, so I had to find that balance where it was enough to get me to the starting line and the finish line, mm-hmm. but not so much that I was going to injure myself. Injure yourself, yeah. You don't want to do that. No. Yeah, you did the right yeah. thing. So your longest one was a 16-mile training run. Okay. Yep, yep, right. which was a lot less than the, the previous three years that I've run the race. Right. Um, but it was enough. I, I didn't feel – I mean, the race was miserable. It was freezing. It rained the oh, whole time. I was just going to was- ask you about that. So. <laughs> I was going to ask you, during your training runs, were you running in any, you know, crappy weather and, and kind of prepare for what you don't know it's coming on race day? So did you get to run through rain and miserable weather when you were doing your training runs? 
Not really, because we had beautiful weather. She had beautiful weather. Well, we have. We're basically the same here in PA and Maryland. We're kind of, you know, sister states kind of. And we did have great weather for a long time because we were out all the time. It was great. Yes. Hitting the roads and no problems. Weather was fantastic. Beautiful sun. And then the day, I remember, I talked to you a week before the race. And I don't think it was predicted that we were going to get crappy weather yet. But I remember that day, it's like, oh my gosh, Jen's running this race. And look at the weather. <laughs> She's going to run in this stuff. Oh, I felt so... <laughs> I just hoped and prayed for you so much Aww, during that race. And I'm like, she is going to be coated with mud by the time she's done. Yes. And I was wondering if there was going to be like, because that ice, because we were talking about the ice, you know, because we used to use, like, we take these little tiny screws and put a bottom of our sneakers because it would give us attraction and we would have any kind of ice on the road. And you just take like just little things and you'd kind of like not kind of drill them in there. And they did really help because you didn't want to slip on anything. So, but you were through all kinds of weather that day. That's crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. And we didn't have any, we didn't have any ice because it, it was, it just hovered right at freezing the whole day, which it almost would have been better if it went under or over, but it hovered right at freezing and it rained the entire day. The entire day you're out there. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, we're basically at sea level. And so, you know, I mean, if if I had to guess out of the 32 miles, I would guess that at least 20% of it was underwater. So miles and miles of, and I mean, up to your knees. I posted some pictures on my um, social media, but I couldn't get pictures of the really wet stuff because I was, you know, it's too hard to get the phone out when you're in that deep of water. So I didn't really get a good capture of how deep the water was. Um, but, and you come out, I mean, you literally, my toes are still numb. Oh I mean, I Googled, gosh. I Googled cold induced neuro, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, well, your nerves are damaged and, and they are, I mean, to this moment, my, my big toe on my right foot, I can't feel it. You're still feeling um, it from that race. <laughs> oh my gosh. A week later. So you got some kind you got some kind of nerve damage in your toes cause your feet were cold. There is that, that water on that. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And it, I mean, it really was brutal. So many people had to drop out during the race. They because, did. Yeah. One one friend of mine who's a really strong runner, he actually fell and, and basically was oh. submerged in oh that my, deep water. Oh, my Lord. And so he couldn't he couldn't get his body temperature back up. <gasps> you know, and so he had to stop. Yeah. So for health reasons, for safety reasons, he, had, he decided to stop because he just couldn't get his core temperature back up. Oh, um, so sad. Oh my, how's he doing? Is he doing okay now? He's good. He went out the next day and ran 32 miles just, he to, so just he'd already done it. <laughs> he's done oh the my gosh, your poor friends. <sighs> oh, these are the things that we, you know what? But we love this. We love the, the competition and the training. There's just something about it that drives us. Yeah, and, and it's true. It's just, and, and it's inspirational to see you and, and many other people that I have too that I know. They're you know they're big time competitors and runners, and they just they do it. But it inspires so many people out there. You know, if you can do that, well, if she can do it, I, I can try. I can do it, and that's yeah. what makes it great to see you doing this. You're just empowering so many people. I don't know if you realize how many people you really are doing this to. You did it for me. You did it for so many others. I'm like, you know, well, she's out there doing that. It's like, all right, well, I'm doing, I'm going to do my nine miles today. I'm not at her pace, but I'm still out there doing it. You know, I love it. You know, 
love it so much. You know, and I've got people that are all sizes, and I've got people that come on here that are runners, and you know, I've got 300 pound runners, 200 pound runners, and they just and they don't care, they just do it. And yeah. They, and they enter the yeah. New York City marathons. That's so awesome. you want to talk about like this is that wow factor, like Jen's out there in the middle of a sound like rain and ice (laughs) she's covered with mud i mean i'm gonna do is i'll try to take one of the cover um one of the photos and put it on the cover of your podcast so they can (laughs) see that that mud and training that you're in i mean there's so many things i could pick for you i like maybe you should just pick one and send it to me and say hey this is my cover art but you're you're just an incredible person so your family your families are I mean, they're a big supporter of you, right? You have your husband, um, and I don't know how many kids you have, but they're all supporters of of you doing all this. Yeah. Yep. They're great. I have two boys. They're both teenagers, fifteen and sixteen. Okay. And um, they are yeah. they runners themselves. They get out there and, and you know supporting mom, and they're and they're doing it themselves too. My oldest used to. He's run a couple half marathons with me. So okay. um, when he was younger, but then he got to. Uh, he, he had one bad experience in the summer. It was Ocean City half uh, marathon, okay. and they ran out of. Um, they ran out of hydration, so mm. we overheated pretty bad. And I think he was like nine. Oh wow! Um, just maybe nine. maybe he was eleven, somewhere in that range. But he. Um, it was a terrible experience, and it kind of kind of i don't know it didn't traumatize him because he, he runs track and, and stuff at school but he doesn't want to do the distance races he doesn't do distance anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh your poor son well he's, oh, he's doing something now he's doing track that's good he's he's out there being active that's, that's yeah. awesome now what about your husband does he is he a runner at all no he actually has plantar fasciitis and he has it pretty badly that it comes back um I mean, it's chronic. So he works out every morning. He goes to the gym every morning at 630, works out till 715 every morning. And then um, he's a mountain biker. Um, oh, okay. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. So he so loves the trails. Sport. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be a huge mountain biker myself. I do love it. Um, still got my Gary Fisher and it still does well. It's a very good bike. So, but you know, everything is such high tech today. Um, so. <laughs> But yeah, mountain biking, <laughs> running, no matter what you do, you're getting out there, you're moving, and you're getting the body. It's good for the, the mind. It's good for everything, just to, you know, for keeping overall wellness. It really is. So yes. tell me about your, from, oh, I love this title, From Broken to Badass. <laughs> so um, just talk about that. Tell our, our listeners, what is this five weeks program? You have a five-week program from Broken to Badass. Yes. Yeah, and it's not a running-specific program. It's actually, um, uh, it's it's self-paced. So I say it's five weeks, but the women who are going through it now are taking a lot longer. And because there's so much there, and it's designed to be worked at, worked out, um, done at your own pace. And basically what it is, is it's a series of videos and course uh, materials that are released oh. weekly. Um, so each week you get a new module, essentially. Um, every week has around seven to nine videos and, um, information, exercises, things to do. Um, again, not running related specifically, but it's more, it's sort of inspired by, you know, coming back from last year, primarily so many people went through so much and myself included, I've lost a lot of family and, I'm um, sorry. kind of, yeah, well, thank you. I kind of ended up in a very dark place, which happens to all of us. Mm. And, um, and so I've decided, you know, I use a lot of these steps with the women that I coach one-on-one 
um, through similar things and women who are trying to reinvent themselves and who are trying to, you know, push past the the barriers and things that they have in their minds of, you know, I can't do this or I can't do that. Um, and so I decided to make it into something that people can access on their own. Um, it's much more affordable than one-on-one coaching. Um, and basically it's a lot of the same techniques and a lot of the same steps that I use in, you know, with the women that I work with one-on-one. And basically, you know, starting with reprioritizing yourself and getting comfortable, you know, being prioritizing yourself as the first step to build this foundation so that you can come back, you know, into your true power, um, dropping all the BS ideas of, you know, what you are, what you aren't. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so it works you through step by step through those steps. And it's one of those, um, one of those things where you can come back you know you have access forever so you can go through the course and then you can oh, come nice. back yeah and there's some resources in there some external links and okay. things for that sounds different. like a, a program that a lot of people could really take advantage of right now especially with you know everyone has suffered through some yeah. great some kind of trauma of some sorts we all have yeah you know, exact collectively tens yeah of thousands of people are suffering if not millions and, you know, they can use a program like this to help them come back from, you know, devastation. And and you have this available out there. I definitely highly recommend that everyone check out Jen's Broken to Badass. And I will be one of them myself. Um, <laughs> and then you have the, empower, the empowerment coaching, too. So what's the difference between the two programs that you have? So the for Broken to Badass, it's hard to say, the From Broken to Badass um, course is self-paced. There's no guidance. There's no group. Um, okay. it's basically, you work through it on your own, Great. um, at your own pace, take what you need. Um, ideally you work through everything, even if you think you don't need certain parts, because most people find out that they do, um, it's to some degree. Um, and then the, the empowerment coaching, um, I have group coaching, uh, and then I do one-on-one coaching and that it depends on what the, I have two different, um, options. One where we speak weekly, and we come up with a game plan, you know, depending on what they're, you know, the issues that they want to work through and oh, that work good. toward. Yeah. Yep. And then there's one that's twice a month. And I used to offer a once a month, but it just wasn't enough. Yes. You need um, more than that, right? Yeah. So I am offering the one once a month for, for the women who go through the From Broken to Badass because they're doing the work themselves mm-hmm. in that program. So the fundamental work is done. So then we can just pick up and go from there. And it's almost like a touch base. Okay, so the um, one-on-one is actually works pretty good for people that do the other. Okay, that, yep, that's good. Yep. Okay, but the other one is like you reading like twice a month, or you said what once a week. Yep, okay. exactly All through right. Zoom or phone. Some people are more comfortable on the phone than Zoom, but yeah, either or. Well, that's true. I mean, I've got people that you know we just do the phone call for the podcast, and there's people out there that do podcasts on Zoom. I say, you know, with Zoom. You really can't edit those. <laughs> it is what it is when you get on a Zoom because you are right, you know, if you're streaming, you could live stream, but you could do a Zoom podcast. But you can't edit those because you got video where like, you know, with us, we did lose connection and I'm able to edit that. So, you know, those things, those things work. Yes. And sometimes the videos aren't so clear because you have, you might have a bad connection. And then you get yeah. kind of like a, a muddled looking, you know, video of you guys out there. Now, I like the voice. And, you know, I can even like, I have an AI voice. So if we make mistakes, I can change my voice. I can take my That's artificial slack. intelligence <laughs> voice and replace words. 
It's very cool. <laughs> that you know? is cool. <laughs> and I can turn it into other languages too, which I love. Because I can turn, like, I had one that wants it in Spanish. I had one in Filipino. I had one in French. So all that artificial intelligence software does wonders. <laughs> so if somebody cool. asked me, like, can, you know, I can't understand Jen. Can you put that into German or whatever they want? I'm sure. I'll just translate it and send it to you. It's no, no worries. <laughs> it works great. Oh, Jen, you are, you're an amazing person. And I'm so happy that I was able to find you and at least, you know, get you for a little bit of time. I know your schedule is probably crazy, but if I could get 30 minutes with Jen on a podcast, it just helps to motivate so many other people to hear you talk about what, you know, what it all, what it's all about, how it all started. And, And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing that you're out there helping hundreds of women out there. And I'm probably going to be one of your people out there. Hopefully I can get signed up before someone fills up those spots in the uh, September. <laughs> I'm going to try to get on here because I've got two more podcasts today yet. So I will try to get in there and set it up. Okay. It was Sounds wonderful. Good. Yeah. Sounds good. So what would you love to tell anybody out there that, you know, might be just starting to just starting to run, you know, getting into some fitness. What kind of advice could you give them right now? What would you tell them? Um, you know, I just think the key is just starting. And it sounds kind of cliche, but it's true. And just starting because, you know, when I when I decided to start running, I would run a minute, walk a minute, run a minute, walk a minute. Um, and there are so many, I don't know, there's, there's so much information out there that can make you feel like that doesn't count. Um, but it does. It does. And the momentum that you build off of that and gradually you'll notice that whatever it is, whether it's running, whether it's, um, you know, going to the gym, the momentum is the key, even if it's only 20 minutes, 10 minutes a day. Um, and, but that you do it frequently and, and regularly rather than going all out and, you know, I'm going to do three miles my first day. And then you're so sore and you're so tired and burnt out by the first week you quit, yes, you know, that's true. That's so true. just getting that little bit each day, I mean, it makes a big difference. And over time, before you know it, it's built into a habit. Yeah. I have it. And then it becomes something you almost can't do without because it just becomes, you know, such a part of your routine and it becomes so empowering and it's amazing. Well, that's great. Great, great words of advice. And it's true. It is absolutely just keep a little bit at a time. It doesn't have to be like, you don't have to go out for 10 miles and then now yeah. you're done. You're like, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> You exactly. start out a little at a time, a little at a time, and you eventually get there. I remember when I ran my first marathon on the training that I did, and I, I, it's like, I think I pushed myself a little bit too much, but I just wanted to, I wanted to do it, and I was committed. And I did my first one in Ireland, so oh, wow. it was not only, you know, travel and then running on a surface that I did not, I was not ready for cobblestone. Oh, I can't even imagine. So it didn't realize, like, we were running streets over there, but I'll tell you what, there's those back, those roads they have are cobblestone, and you're running on a lot of it. And my feet and my legs, I don't think I could feel them the next day. But I still <laughs> I still got it moved, because I think I went horseback riding on the east side of, yeah, I went to the other side of the island, and I went horseback riding for the day. So I was sore from the running, and then I got sore in a saddle, so... <laughs> But yeah, you kind of have to you know prepare yourself if you're gonna go run in another country. Make sure you check out the the surfaces. <laughs> really important. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, Jen. Thank you for so much of the advice and, and your story. 
and all your your running um, all your adventures it's just uh, it's amazing and it, and it, there's going to be more so we have to keep following you checking everything out that you're doing and, and looking into these grit chick retreats I'm so so happy that you were able to get on here for a little bit yeah thank you you're welcome thank you I want you to be strong stay very strong during this time I know you will and uh, hopefully your toes will get better and hopefully that damage can be reversed <laughs> I pray that um, your toes will be fine for the next run that you do. Oh, they will. Thank you. Yeah, and make sure to send over a, a cover photo for the podcast that you really want. Okay. Okay. Just text it over. Okay. Sounds good. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being on Bucks County Bites. And we wish you a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. All right. Take care of yourself. All right. You See too. You. Bye-bye. Bye. Everyone, that was wonderful. Jen Lebeski, the empowerment coach, the grit chick retreat woman, the runner, the author, the self-awesomeization activist, uh, amazing outlook life, and just out there helping other women. So we will make sure all those links are put in there. So if people want to sign up for any of her her coaching check out her blog she does have a shop a very cool shop that she has all her her wonderful logos on there and actually she's got she's got a really cool t-shirt on here which i think people would love because it's it's gritty af i'm not going to say what the af is but gritty af grit chicks Uh, of course her book is on there and then she flew and she's got some cool hats and just some really great information. You can contact her. I will have everything in there. Everyone at Bucks County, everyone that's listening from across the world, from across the country, we are in Snowmageddon here in Pennsylvania. So hopefully all those people out there listening, we know that Dallas and All parts of Texas are suffering right now. I am sending my prayers and my blessings to those listeners that have friends and family in Texas. They have no power, no heat. There's people that have died because they tried to heat their house different ways or they sat in a car to get warm and they've passed. Um, Please, please check on family and friends that you know that are in Texas right now because they are not, they're just not used to having weather like that. They were in the negative, negative three, negative 10 degrees. And that's just not normal for Texas. They cannot handle that. The power grids were, it's in a a really bad shape. So everyone, please pray for friends and family help those that you can and we are trying to stick together in all of the chaos that the world has seen in the last year okay so stay strong be safe stay healthy and bucks county bites is praying for texas and is thanking jen for being on the show so she can give more inspiration and motivation to so many others Bucks Kenny Bites, we are over and out.